Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really, really glad to have this man back. District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona. It's Andy Biggs. Andy, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, Joe. Good to be with you. Uh, uh, listen, thanks for jumping on today. There's so much going on. We certainly want to go border. We want to go budget. We want to go Ukraine. We want to go Iran. But I've got to start with something that jumped out at me and smacked me upside the head yesterday. Did we really have 150 Democrats in the House of Representatives vote against deporting somebody who's convicted of drunken driving who's here illegally? Andy, that didn't really happen, did it? That's crazy. Well, as nutty as it sounds, yes, you had 150, 155 say no to deportation on uh, DUI and 150 say no to deportation of illegals who um, engaged in social security fraud. Now, imagine that um, you're, you're stealing money from the taxpayer or you're putting the public uh, at risk. But you know what? I, I figured it, it was predictable. And here's why. They're content with the border being open, knowing of the hazard and the national security interest and the crime that's coming across and the drugs. So why wouldn't they say, yeah, we're OK with some more crime? The people in this country are pulling their hair out, Andy. We see in New York where eight illegal aliens beat up two cops, beat them up. They arrested a bunch of them, let them go without any bail, and now they're on buses out to California. Why are these people being treated like they're above the law or they're special circumstance human beings? They're being treated better than anybody in any community in this in this country that's here legally or as a citizen. Why? Because that is the George Soros DA mantra. That is the left-wing, the, the radical left-wing Marxist plan. And so when you say they're being treated as if they're better than others, that is the way the Marxists think. It's, it's like George Orwell's uh, in Animal Farm where he says all the pigs were equal, but uh, some were just more equal than others. And that's the deal. They, they provide uh, preferences for people who are doing wrongful things, um, and they find some kind of weird excuse to make up for it. But the bottom line is this. They don't like this country. They're authoritarians at heart. And so they're going to go after any any people who are America firsters who want to defend this country and who love it. And that's what you're going to see. And they're going to boost anybody who's actually undermining the rule of law in this country. Biggs.house.gov. It is uh, U.S. Representative Andy Biggs, District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona. Texas is actually doing it. You've got a Democrat in Arizona, so she's not doing it. But don't the states by, by Article 4, Section 4 have the right to say, hey, federal government, you're not protecting us from invasion. So therefore, I think it's Article 1, Section 10 says you have the right to protect your state from invasion if the feds don't. Why is there an argument about what Texas is doing and why isn't Arizona doing it? Well, Arizona's do, not doing it. New Mexico and California is not doing it because we have left-wing, radical, Marxist, Democrat governors. That's why they're not doing it. The argument is, um, and, I, and I actually debated this with some people on the floor of the House this week, is I, I believe Article 4, Section 4 is moot unless the states can define what an uh, invasion is. I also believe Article 1, Section 10 is even more explicit because it, it, it implies very clearly that the states have the right to define an invasion. You right. combine those, that means the states get to define invasion. But the other side is claiming, well, you know, I don't know about Article 4, Section 4. Maybe that is the federal government that defines invasion. If that's the case, then um, I think Article 4 is moot. But you and I both know this. There is a very real invasion going on. Of on course. The and, um, and, but we have a lot of members of, in Congress, both uh, Republicans and almost all the Democrats, 
who say, well, you know, I don't know if it's an invasion. It's really bad. It's a crisis situation. And I said, well, how many people have to come across with malevolent intentions and how much damage has to be wreaked upon this country for you to find that there's an invasion? When we know that an invasion can include uh, an encroachment on on people's rights and, and that's happening to American citizens in, you know, just overwhelmingly by the numbers. It's uh, U.S. Representative Andy Biggs. Andy, I've got to ask you something, and I think that you'll know. Are these people in Washington, on K Street, in the House of Representatives, are they so disconnected that they really don't get what's happening on the border, or do they understand it, and they're lying about it? And I want to give you one example. Jerry Nadler of New York literally said, if we don't let them in, our vegetables will rot in the fields. Nobody can pick our vegetables. Does he think it's a bunch of migrant workers coming in for seasonal work and they're going to head back down south afterwards? Or does he know that what he's saying is bogus? Well, in Jerry's case, I suspect he he really thinks that they're all migrant workers. Wow. In his lens. So 302,000 in one month? Yeah, you know? because there's a lot of, we got a lot of open jobs. A lot of jobs Americans won't do, according to him. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, but, but it doesn't even make sense. Think about it. They've been, they're telling us that there's 10 million job openings in this country. We have a shortage of workers. Well, the Biden administration has let in 6.2 million and another 3 million or so have come in illegally. Right. And then another 3 million have come in legally. So how in the world, if they're all just workers wanting to work, how in the world we have a labor shortage issue when you've let in 12 million people and uh, 3 million legally and the other nine illegally. Here's the deal. Those people aren't coming here necessarily to work. Right. Some of those people are coming with malevolent intentions, and some of them are coming here to get on our social welfare program. Let's just face the facts. The left-wing Democrats are trying to remake the demography. They're trying to remake the, uh, the electorate. They're trying to remake the culture. They're trying to remake... Uh, the policy and politics, and they don't like the Constitution, and they don't like this country, and 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 I don't care what anybody says. That's not xenophobic. That's taking it right out of some of their words. Yeah. They're elitist and authoritarians to boot. By the way, I'll give you an example that that proves your point. Some of those guys that beat up the cops in New York were questioned. What What are you doing in New York? And they said, well, we're here because I guess some of them have been convicted of being part of theft rings where they steal a bunch of stuff in, in, uh, in New York. Then they go to Florida and spend the money. And then they come back to New York and steal some more stuff and go to Florida and spend the money. And they were asked, Andy, why don't you just steal the stuff in Florida? They said, because they put you in jail in Florida. I mean, hello, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're literally in our metropolis areas allowing people to thieve, steal, commit crimes and let them walk. And they know not to go to Texas or Arizona in most places or Florida because they know that the laws are different. How do we fix that? Can you fix that from the house or not? Well, the, the way we do it is we we would be saying kind of like what I'm doing with the Fannie Willis Act, where, yes. where we say we're not going to give you any money, any federal grant money because you're missing misusing it. And that's what has to happen. You've got to pull money away from like the big cities, whether it's Detroit, Chicago, New York, um, and say, look, you know, if you're not going to enforce the law, why should we give you money to supplant uh, uh, what you're supposed to be doing and using it to do some crazy social welfare thing that you're engage you want to engage in right. instead of protecting your citizens and prosecuting criminals who should have no business being out on the streets. So that's what the House of Representatives should be doing. 
District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona. You mentioned Fannie Willis, the prosecutor in this in this case against Trump and 18 others in Georgia. There's a major problem because there's some boyfriend or something that she hired to do something who wasn't qualified. He got a bunch of money. Now you want to subpoena her and have her come and speak to you. What do you want to know from her? Well, we more than anything else, I want her books and her records because I want to know yeah. where where was she where was she giving him this money? What in the world was he doing with this money? And what was her relationship with him? And then, uh, and then I think we'll talk about her biases, uh, biases, and and all all of the other stuff that goes with that. But the reality is, um, whistleblowers have come forward and they've said, you know, she was using federal money to pay this dude to go after after Donald Trump, and that's the kind of thing where we've got to say no, and we've got to basically get all the money back. And say you're going to have to repay that federal money because you abused it and misused it, and that's what we're seeing going on throughout this country in these big cities, uh, and some of the you know just the 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 granola nuts and and the and the sandals folks over there in California, yes. Washington, Oregon. You got to do something to rein those people in, take away the the money from that you and you're paying in taxes, and I'm paying in taxes. We don't want it to go to those places. If she were to lose the funding, um, does the case go away or do they just hand it to somebody else? Like if you find that she's corrupt, does somebody else step up and continue this case or is the entire case screwed? Well, that would be that would be the the, the judicial branch would probably t- deal with that. And here's why. Because the defense counsel is going to come in and say, now it's obvious she's corrupt. Uh, and here's the evidence. And the judge is going to have to say, yeah, you you can't continue. And the question would be actually what you say. Who steps in? And in Georgia, I'm not sure who it is. Is the state attorney general come in? And if it's the state attorney general, does the state attorney general come in and say, this case is hopeless, it's hopelessly corrupted, or it should have never been filed, and we're going to dismiss it? All those things go into into uh, factor into the ultimate outcome here, Joe. Yeah, can you can you tell me why you think the governor hasn't done something? It's in his purview. I think the governor hasn't done something because he's. I, I can't I can't tell you what his motivations are. And let's just be honest. You and I, neither one of us know what his motivations are. All we know is this. We we have a pretty good idea what Fannie Willis's motivations are. Right. We have a pretty good idea what, what uh, uh, Smith's motivations are. We even have a pretty good idea what U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves, who's going after pe- people on January 6th who just happened to be innocently in there. We know right. what some of those motivations, we know what Mayorkas' motivation is because they tell us. Yep. But I'm not sure we know what, what uh, uh, the governor of Georgia's uh, motivations are. Well, I'll, I'll say it. You don't have to. He, he doesn't like Trump. That, that, that's what his motivation is. I'm just going to put it out there. That's my words, not Andy Biggs's words. Andy, I know you got to go. You made some time for me. But I, don't, I would be remiss to not talk about Iran quickly. Can this, this administration or the DOD basically bring war in Iran without talking to you guys first? Well, they just like every administration, the last five administrations have all attacked uh, locations in Syria. This the reports coming out, and while you and I are speaking, is that the Biden administration has attacked several locations in Syria. Um, we don't know enough about that, but in th- no, they should not be able to uh, go forward without coming to Congress. Uh, I've already reached out to our leadership, and I'm told that we're going to get a briefing on Tuesday, which, as you know, is after today when they've been out shooting missiles in Syria. So they're doing it, going to ask for permission afterwards. That's how it's going to work. Yeah, pretty consistent um, over the last uh, probably 40 years on that. And here's that's why I started the the um, War Powers Caucus, because the Congress is supposed to have the war powers. And if there's not an imminent threat, 
then you need to come to Congress, make your case, and we give you author- authority to uh, to press on. And you probably would in retaliation to the attacks. Why, why circumvent? Why not do it the right way? Because they don't they don't trust members of Congress, and that's not that's not all that's not all uh, without reason. Because yeah. as you as as you've seen this week alone, there's there's some some members of Congress who believe their uh, uh, loyalties lie elsewhere to other nations. So yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a true it's a huge problem, but it's been going on. And it's why we're in, we get in these forever wars. That's why you were in Afghanistan for twenty plus years. That's why we've been in Syria. Gosh, who knows how long? I can't even remember how long we've been in Syria. Right. And uh, we, we've got to address that, but it's it's really hard um, because I can't get, even get a bill uh, regarding uh, a warrantless surveillance of American citizens by our own police apparatus uh, to make it through. We can't even get it to the floor. We got it through the committee, but I can't get it to the floor. It's upside down. Andy, now that you're out of time, do me a favor. Come back again very soon. There's so much more that we need to get to, and I really appreciate your patience today. It's Andy Biggs, District 5, Republican, great state of Arizona, biggs.house.gov. Thanks a million for what you do, Andy. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk soon. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. We appreciate Andy Biggs coming on. We've got time for a quick free speech Friday call. If you'd like, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247-JOEPAGS.com. A couple of calls jumped out at me earlier today that I do want to go back and just talk about a little bit. One was, we've got to stop the impeachment stuff. People are tired of it. They're really not. I don't think impeachment should be as, as often as we've seen in the past couple of administrations. I'm with you. I hear you. The last impeachment we had was Bill Clinton was impeached. He was found not guilty. He shouldn't have been because he was guilty of sin, but he was, he was impeached and he was exonerated or was found not guilty. And then he continued his presidency. Then Donald Trump was impeached twice for no reason other than the left was mad that he won. They didn't think he should win. They didn't think he should have won. They didn't think he actually won. Hillary Clinton, in fact, went on the tour talking about, you know, elections and election integrity and all this other crap. And he was called illegitimate by people on the left for four straight years. If you say that now about Biden, you're in trouble. You can't say that. So I hear you in that it wasn't used that often. Now it's talked about all the time. Well, you've got people that are radically changing the the culture in America by having an open border or by having open crime in neighborhoods and not doing anything about it or having no cash bail and not punishing people who who commit crimes against society, you've got to start calling them out through recall, through voting them out, through impeachment, whatever it is. High crimes and misdemeanors is an interesting thing because it's hard to define what that means. What is a high crime and misdemeanor? I always go back to the Constitution. Are you following the Constitution? If you are, you should not be impeached. If you're not, that should be an option. Alejandro Mayorkas clearly is not following either Article 1, Section 10, or Article 4, Section 4. Just isn't. So that's something that should be considered. 
When it comes to Biden, there are all sorts of things you could talk about when it comes to impeachment. And it would actually be rather easy to impeach him if they chose to. Now, I don't think either one gets convicted. So you might say to yourself, well, why do it then? Because it has to be known to the people who are out there voting and who are otherwise busy that this is an option that's available. Here's the reason why we want to do it. The reasons they gave for Trump were ridiculous. And that, that's that's known. If you go back and look at it, it's ridiculous. The phone call in January, ridiculous. The issue is now for Biden when it comes to Afghanistan, when it comes to uh, spending trillions of dollars, when it comes to his inability to do the job because of what's going on with him cognitively. You've got to take a look at that and say, okay, well, what's the remedy for the American people who are not being properly served? When it comes to Mayorkas, just look at the Constitution. It's really kind of simple. Another call that came out uh, that, that came in was was uh, was also very odd. Don't talk about Biden. Talk about Democrats. Well, no, I mean, he's the guy who's going to be on the ticket in November. That's what we're being told by the left. He's going to be the one who's the nominee. So if you don't want him to be the president after this coming November, you've got to make sure that you get the information out there about what he has been the overseer of. And Joe Biden is the one who appoints all these people. He's the one that sets all the policies, although it's probably really somebody else. He's the one whose name is on it. He's the one that signed pen to paper on these executive orders that change things exponentially in this country, day one, on January 20th of 2021. So those those two calls jumped out at me, and I thought they were important calls because I, I, liked it, I like calls that make me think. They did make me think. I disagreed with them. but still made me think. Let's do some pop culture. Boop. Dirty pop. Yo. What's happening, Polo? So I'm sure you've heard uh, actor Carl Weathers passed away. What the heck is that? That's just Suckville. What is that? Yeah. Um, what happened to him? Was he sick? It, it doesn't say. What, what's interesting is they said he passed away peacefully in his sleep, but then also in the story that I was reading, it said that he was surrounded by by family. So it seems like they must have known that something was going on. I mean, I would guess that for those who don't know, that was Apollo Creed in right. Rocky, in the Rocky movie. So I had no idea that he was sick when I saw that news today, but you got to figure Rocky was almost 50 years ago now. Yeah, he was, he was 76. I had no yeah. idea he was that old. That's crazy. All right, yeah. Polo, I appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate Kerry. I'm Joe. We're back on Monday, same time, same place, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time for the live show, different times on these great radio stations across the land. I appreciate you hanging out. Have an incredible weekend. We'll talk soon. This is the Joe Pegg Show.